Welcome to the It Is Written podcast. As doubts about God's will arise, the world resorts to feelings and experts. We go to the law and to the testimony of God's word. In today's episode, we're going to take a look at how Jesus handles traditions. What are they? And does it really matter how I view religious traditions? So Jesus was constantly being observed by the Pharisees and criticized by them. We see another one of those here in Mark chapter 7. Would you read chapter 7 verses 1 to 5? The Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around him. They observed that some of his disciples were eating bread with unclean, that is unwashed, hands. The Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they give their hands a ceremonial washing, keeping the tradition of the elders. When they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they have washed. And there are many other customs that they have received and kept, like the washing of cups, pitchers, kettles, and dining couches. For this, so the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why don't your disciples live according to the tradition of the elders, instead of eating bread with ceremonially unclean hands? So in verse 1, there were some Pharisees and scribes that had come from Jerusalem, kind of reinforcing the local delegation as uh, kind of the capital police, right. this posse of Pharisees and scribes that are coming to lynch Jesus, so to speak. Yes. And they're coming to investigate how faithful or unfaithful he was to their laws, their traditions. Yeah. What was that called? Was that the Mishnah? The Mishnah was a codification of those laws from a two or three hundred years later. Okay. Which is probably a reflection of what it was in, uh, in Jesus' day. 25% of the Mishnah dealt with purity rules. Wow. Which, what they'd done is they'd taken God's basic laws and added all sorts of traditions yeah. and laws and rules and regulations on top of those. In fact, there's an entire tractate just on hands in the Mishnah. Interesting. And so, Mar- and Mark says, you know, the Pharisees and the Jews observe all these washing traditions and many other things like them. You know, this is just the tip of the iceberg. So, can I try and boil it down in my thinking? The, the reason they're doing all this is in the event that they have touched anything unclean before they go to eat, then the theory is if they're unclean, then whatever they eat is now unclean. Right. That's the idea. They may have had some contact with the Gentile or something like that, God forbid. And uh, they had an elaborate washing process. This isn't, wasn't just washing your hands. This right. was washing from the uh, elbow down and a particular process they yes. needed to go through. And Jesus and his disciples, while they obeyed God's law, they didn't obey human traditions. Mm-hmm. But that scandalized these Pharisees. Right. So would you read 6 to 13? He answered them, Isaiah prophesied correctly about you hypocrites. As it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They worship me in vain, teaching as doctrines human commands. And abandoning the command of God, you hold on to human tradition. He also said to them, you have a fine way of invalidating God's command in order to set up your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever speaks evil of father or mother must be put to death. But you say, well, if anyone tells his father or mother, whatever benefit you might have received from me is Corban, that is an offering devoted to God, you no longer let him do anything for his father or mother. And you nullify the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down, and you do many other similar things. So as Jesus is answering their question, he goes back to the principle God's word versus human tradition. And he says that they had become experts. They turned this into an art form, making God's commands (laughs) into human traditions. And he cites the case of Corbin. You could declare your whole estate dedicated to God, 
And by making that vow, they said that you could not help your aging parents out of your money. Yeah. You could use it for yourself, but you couldn't use it to help them. Yeah. So if your mom or dad came to you and they said, we have some health problems, Dr. Bill's struggling in some way, they would essentially say, if you have already said Corbin, right. you've dedicated this money to God, you're not allowed to give it yeah. to your parents. So it's been earmarked for this reason, so I cannot give it to you. That's right. Okay. That's exactly right. Based on the binding force of vows but contradicted by the fact you could use your money for yourself any way you wanted to. Yes, it seems so, a little too convenient. But. Yeah, and, and, and the question of all of this, is it from God or man? Mm -hmm. Is this God's wills or man's? Yeah. And that's what Jesus keeps emphasizing, finally coming down in verse 13 saying, thus invalidating the word of God by your tradition which you have handed down, and you do many things such as that. Yeah, it's just one example. We're used to thinking of tradition in a bad sense because we think of human tradition, but there are some passages in the New Testament that use tradition in a good sense. For example, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, he says in verse 15, So then, brethren, stand firm and hold to the traditions which you were taught, whether by word of mouth or by letter from us. Mm -hmm. These are traditions from God. Tradition just means something handed down. Right. If it's handed down from God, we want to follow it. If it's handed down from man, right. we don't. In 2 Thessalonians 3, 6, we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you keep away from every brother who leads an unruly life and not according to the tradition which you received from us. Yeah. So traditions aren't bad. They need to be held fast to if they're God's. Right. If they're man's, no. Yeah. And, and we think about passages like Ephesians chapter 3, where Paul insists that his word is, is revealed by the Holy Spirit. He says in verse 4 of Revelation 3, by referring to this, what he wrote, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which in other generations was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit. Mm -hmm. God revealed his message to the apostles and prophets in the Spirit, and by reading that, we know God's traditions, God's will. It's handed down to us by the holy apostles and prophets. Mm -hmm. That's what we need to follow, not man's tradition. Now, when Jesus said all this, kind of upset the apple cart. They were very staunch for their traditions, mm -hmm. and not so much for obeying the laws of God. So look at Matthew chapter 15. In a very parallel passage, Matthew talks about uh, what, what the disciples said to him after this incident. Would you read Matthew 15 verses 12 to 14? Then the disciples came up and told him, Do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? He replied, Every plant that my heavenly Father didn't plant will be uprooted. Leave them alone. They are blind guides. And if the blind guide the blind, both will fall into a pit. Times haven't changed much. Mm -hmm. Do you know that the Pharisees were offended? That was the worst thing Jesus could have done. He offended the Pharisees. <laughs> well, if you're going to get crucified anyway, you're probably not too worried about right. accommodating the opinions of people leading the others astray. Yes. Jesus wasn't worried about offending them. He teaches the truth. He confronts. Mm -hmm. We cannot be followers of Jesus if we're not willing to confront and offend those who want to follow human rules and not God's. And Jesus makes it worse. He says, every plant which my heavenly Father did not plant shall be uprooted. Whatever doctrine, whatever teaching, whatever religion, whatever church that's not following the Lord will be uprooted. That's what he said. He, didn't, he poured it on. They say, well, they were offended. He doesn't take back what he said. He says it stronger. He says, let them alone. They're blind guides of the blind. And if a blind man guides a blind man, both will fall into a pit. Jesus uh, did not have a very high opinion of these Pharisees and their false teachings. 
And he's clear that if you follow a blind man, if you follow somebody who's not listening to the traditions of God, but rather the teachings of man, you'll fall in the ditch with him. So Jesus is very clear on the need to follow what God says, not what man says. We need to examine everything we believe and practice and say, did this come from God or man? If it comes from God, it's in the book. If it's not in the book, it comes from man and should be discarded. Thank you for listening to the It Is Written podcast. If you have any questions or comments that you would like to share with us, feel free to send Gary an email at garyfisher1063 at gmail.com. We hope you have a blessed day.